Ladies and gentlemen, Los Marcos are back. Whether we are better than ever is up to you. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Oscar, tell us what's up, guys. What's up, baby? We're in a new era of the WWE. You guys enjoy your sabbatical? Was it a sabbatical? I mean, Kelvin's the only it, one living, li- living life. Yeah, just keep it 100. You know, I had a great time during the sabbatical. <laughs> trust me. I was not thinking about WWE while we were off. Um, I had a lot of hookah, a lot of Buchanan, a lot of bachata. Kels uh, started wearing less and going out more, you know? Yes, <laughs> I did, actually. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's I'm happy... That, you know, I went through this sabbatical because I had a lot of time to myself and I had a lot of time to reflect. And then I turned my TV on the other day and I saw The Undertaker and I probably <laughs> turned it right back off. So, you know, Oscar apparently believes we're in a new era. But I I don't agree. So we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna get into that. But um, I'll. A big reason I had I I wasn't recording was because I was I haven't been watching this crap for like the last two months. WWE programming has been shit. <laughs> like they give us like you know all three of us are huge Shane McMahon marks, but now I fucking hate Shane McMahon. I still love Shane. I fucking hate him. I don't know why he gets so much TV time. He gets like fifteen twenty minutes of TV time on both shows. I feel like. Like, it was, Shane McMahon was cool because he would come once, like, every six months or something, jump off a steel cage, jump off scaffolding, do a coast-to-coast, and then he'd disappear. But now he does a coast-to-coast every freaking, every other day. Like, I don't need that in my life. Well, um, what are we going to do? WWE just, you know, they, 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 it's obvious, you know, that, that they don't care. They really don't care. But if anything, if anything in the past two, three months has taught me anything, is that you don't need to know what you're talking about to essentially make comments. You know, for anybody who's following NBA free agency, these reporters just make stuff up all the time. So you can do it too, Var. You could just make stuff up all the time. Nobody would tell the difference. <laughs> I'm just going to start tweeting out random, random backstage news. <laughs> <laughs> But no, the the programming has been shit. Like the Undertaker's back, and he's working a program with Roman Reigns. I, I yo, I didn't even know that happened for like two weeks, and then I saw a tweet, and I was like, "The hell is this? Oh, the Undertaker came back. Why? Why is he back? He should have retired like three years ago." But didn't Meltzer apparently report that Undertaker requested to do this program with McIntyre because I think this is supposed to put McIntyre over. And he requested it. It's not like Vince but, was like, "Hey, he, come do this." But he's not gonna, he's not gonna end like a taker. Like at, he's putting that an end to the taker that's like super washed. This is like punching an old man in the face. Like, what what do you get out of this? Shout out to Pedro Martinez doing that to Don Zimmer. Oh, R.I.P. Don Zimmer. <laughs> R.I.P. He wanted all the smoke. Zimmer wanted all the smoke, baby. <laughs> But yeah, but, that's what it is. Like, what do you get out of it? Like, you're not gonna look good. What do you? You can't. He can't even have a good match. Him and Goldberg almost died in Saudi Arabia. They almost but, both killed each other. To be fair, neither one of them could have a good match unless someone carries one. One of the Drew other. McIntyre can have a good match. 
No, no, no. I meant um, Goldberg and oh. um, Undertaker. Yeah, that was just another that, that was a dumb WWE match. program. And like, what the fuck is that? Why? Did, that was yo, the, they almost uh, killed themselves. Goldberg. A rich fucking, prince wanted it though. Goldberg passed out during the match, and then still tried to jackhammer Undertaker, and like this guy landed on his fucking neck. <laughs> <laughs> Like, no, no, what? There, there was a there was an attempt of a jackhammer. Oh my god! And then like Undertaker hit the three inch choke slam from hell. Like Goldberg got like three inches off the floor for that choke slam. Yo, three inches can give you hell. <laughs> oh okay. my god! Pause. All right, pause. <laughs> when 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 Undertaker choke slam Goldberg, it looked like Oscar when he goes to pick up a churro that he dropped on the floor. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like where is it? I got it. There it is. Ah, oh, I dropped it again. Oh, that was so trash. What yeah, it, it's it was pretty bad. It's it's WWE has no shame at this point, and 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 I think that you know they're kind of headed towards that like whole you know R.I.P. Oscar's favorite wrestling promotion WCW, where like like they're not listening to anybody. Because, like, I think WCW at a certain point got so ridiculous that they weren't listening to anybody. And then WWE has gotten to the point where it's like they're so stagnant that they don't want to listen to anybody. That they just don't give a fuck. Because, no. they got the t- because they got the TV deal, they're like, fuck it. You know what I'm saying? They're like, who gives a shit? We got the money. Let's run. It's not that they don't want to listen. It's Vince that doesn't want to listen to anybody. He's just hard-headed. He doesn't care. What he wants goes. Yeah, but... But really, are you going to tell Vince something? You can't really tell him. He built the whole company. He goes, I'll suck my dick. I'm Vince McMahon. Ah, ha, ha, ha. What up, my nigga? I'm Vince. <laughs> you do whatever the fuck he wants. Right? Ain't nobody going to tell Vince what to do. Because he built this shit up from the beginning. Like, you know, he did. He made it what it is now. But essentially what happens is you get so blinded that you have to tell him something. And hopefully there will be a change. But... The fact that they keep fucking bringing out these old people. I'm just waiting for Hulk Hogan to show up soon. So, because you know that's happening. I'm surprised it didn't happen sometime this week with July 4th. I'm surprised he didn't come out and beat Kofi Kingston for the title. <laughs> <laughs> nah, America, they, they gotta right? figure that out how to do the wild card rule. That would have been crazy. Comes hey, out, leg drops him. I'm... <laughs> hey, brother. <laughs> I'm going to beat that ass with you, brother. <laughs> the holster's here. Oh, man. Did you guys, you guys saw the... This is off topic. The Nike shoe that came out with the the flag. What's it called? The Betsy Ross. Ross. The Betsy Ross flag. flag. Yeah, and then today, WWE posted a picture of The Undertaker with that flag on their Instagram page. It's like they're trying to, like, get hate. Like, what are they doing? I don't know who runs, runs their shit, but they're bugging out. On all cylinders. Did you guys see that picture that was flowing around of, like, The Undertaker when he had, like, a jacket that had, like, the American flag stitched on the inside? Was that, like, his American badass gimmick? No, it was, like, when he was, like, uh, Taker Taker. No. Like, dead man gimmick. And he has, like, a he had, like, this long coat with, like, the American flag stitched on the inside of it. It was pretty funny. <laughs> and it was actually real. But, um... <laughs> Yeah, I think that it's it's kind of interesting because we when was the last time we potted? I don't even remember. It's been like a month or two, a month and a half almost. Just about it's been like about weeks. like six weeks, yeah. Yeah, and I th- and I think it's just like 
the product was so bad that we just really didn't feel like talking about it. And it was like, oh, I can go either talk about this or I can go smoke hookah and dance. I'm going to go do that instead. And then Varro's in, like, Brooklyn dating, like, all types of women every day. <laughs> hey, Brooklyn, home of KD and uh, Kyrie Irving. I'm just going thrift shopping. Go basketball team now. Yeah, and Oscar's just touching. Let me tell you something. That team is not going to win. <laughs> Kyrie, Kyrie and his fake they Illuminati. Shit. They ain't winning shit. Nah, they ain't winning KD's shit. KD's going to be Antonio McDice. Oh, Part Lord. two. Oh. Uh, <laughs> but it's just know. crazy. He'll be all right. A month and a half passes, and literally, like, it's just that thing where it's like you can leave, stop watching the product, and nothing happens. Nothing of note has happened. We still haven't even seen Bray Wyatt come out yet. And Firefly Flying House has been going on for how long? Nah, but the puppets are backstage, though. I Yeah, I get that, but it's like, when are we going to see this? Like, they're dragging stuff, you know? I think and they then, went for the pay-per-view. Oh, man. I just I, I just feel like they, they, they're taking their time to do certain things, and then Vince just cares about who he cares about. And... That's just the way the product goes. And the stories are so lame. The same matches over and over. The same gimmicks. People on TV that we don't want to see on TV. And, you know, then you have AEW and they just like cooking and getting us ready. Wait, Oscar, you brought up the pay-per-views. Look at their last pay-per-view. What was it Um, what was it called? I don't know, but they there were seats available everywhere. Yeah, floor seats were like 30 bucks. Floor seats for a WWE pay per view because nobody wants to watch this shit. And then they got Extreme Rules coming up in uh, Wells, Fargo, Wells Fargo in Philly, and they're doing like a two for one deal. Like you get, you buy a ticket and you get one for free. So we they're out. Giving, they're giving out tickets. We out. I don't. I, do you want to go to watch this shit? I don't want to go. I want to just go get cheesesteaks. Yeah, like I'll, I'll go to Philly for the cheesesteaks, and then if you want to go to the pay per view, then whatever. But I don't know. The card right now is not convincing. You got no, I know, but I mean, if we, if we can get versus, free tickets, well, like, they're not free. You got no. I meant yeah. if I get vet tickets, oh. it'll be like free. Okay, yeah, I guess I'll be down. But right now, it's like the card is not that great. You got you got Baron Corbin and Lacey versus Seth and Becky. The relationship they're like pushing down our throats for some reason. Like I don't care. I said it before. Like the last time we recorded, I think is when they made it official, and like I was like, I don't care. Like why do I care? Just bad. Kofi is versing who? Samoa Joe. That could be good, but we know Samoa Joe's not gonna win because they give him a title shot once a year, and he always loses. AJ Ricochet. That might be like the match of the night. I'd go to watch that. I think that'll be. Yeah, it'll probably be the match of the night as well. Yeah, but I don't know. Like all these storylines WWE's running are not good. Well, up up until this last Monday, which we're going to get into a little later, but prior to this week, wrestling was, WWE was bad. Nothing made me want to watch it. But then you have AEW, which has me, like, pumped to be a wrestling fan again. I don't follow, like, a lot of the storylines they got going, but the match quality is, like, a hundred times better than what WWE has been putting out. Like, we watched um, All In at your place, Ask. That shit was fire. There was one bad match. The three-on-three women's match. That I thought that match was trash. But besides that, like, every match was good. Wait, you talking about All In? Yeah, All In. <clears throat> well, like, it was I a think... solid pay-per-view. 
Well, in just all three of them, all in double or nothing, uh, fighter fest. I think I think oh, no, the it was focus double double or nothing we watched, yeah. But but I think the focus for them is just that it's just like you can pretty much tell it's like about wrestling. You know what I'm saying? That that's what it's about. It's about wrestling, and it's about telling a story, and it's about doing it effectively, and not trying to ham it up or try to sell the best ticket or the best match because like for example um if they wanted to right they could have gave us chris jericho and kenny as the main as the two guys that were going to fight for the title right and then instead they decided to give us hangman page and jericho and then have kenny omega with moxley which gives you instead of two guys who are in title contention now you have four and then you add into like some of the outside guys, and now AEW has probably anywhere between five to six guys that are gonna go for that title, which is better than just having the same two or three people always being in title contention, aka Charlotte for the women's side, and then aka Roman for the men's side. Well, they both haven't actually been in contention, have they? Cool. Is Charlotte even on TV? Well, not recently, well, I don't know. but I haven't watched, but I feel like I haven't heard anything about her. Well, not recently, but you get what I'm, you know what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean though. Yeah, like I, whenever they don't have anybody to go to, like Charlotte or Roman Reigns, they get a shot. I get yeah. it. What Oscar? What do you think of uh, what was Double or Nothing, or AEW in general? I thought it was a fine pay per view. I I preferred the first one over the second one that we saw. Um, you talking about Fighter Fest? No, I'm talking about the actual their first pay per view. Oh, all in, all in. Yeah, I thought this one was just like a like eight out of ten. I thought Fire Fest was just like a regular Raw or SmackDown when Raw and SmackDown were in complete garbage. I mean, <laughs> but it was a free it was a free event, so I didn't really expect much. Same thing for the fight for the Fallen. I'm not really expecting much, even though I guess they have like the Young Bucks, and it's just I don't know. I, I'm not sold on them like you guys are. Who the young bucks? No, no, I'm talking about the actual AEW. Oh, nah, I'm 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 all in, man. AEW's fire. They got better like match product. The story oh yeah, line, no, the they, story have, they have better there, or they, they have better wrestling than yeah. WWE right now. That's that storylines might be in the YouTube videos that I don't watch, but I mean, once it's a regular TV program, they're gonna have to bring them out. Yeah, and I'm be still watching. I'm still waiting for the hit meter that um. Said that Kel has promised us. There was no hit meter. Jesus Whatever, Kel. Do you know what I'm? What they were? What, uh, you know what? I'm tired of explaining this shit. I really am. It was going to be like a statistical analysis of, like, for example, Kenny Omega hits the V trigger this percentage of time in his matches, and you know when he hits the V trigger, this is how many pins or he gets what is that uh, damn a Dominic- revving their a, engine shit a fucking dominican asshole <laughs> um <laughs> but i think i think the one thing that like why i like why i'm not gonna say i'm all in on AEW because frankly i think i told you guys in the text the other day that like the state of wrestling for me is like boring i don't even really think of wrestling like that anymore because ring of honor went to shit WWE is garbage, and then AEW is like, is like kind of teasing us, and they'll get around to us eventually. But what I will say is that when you watch AEW, there is promise in the product. Like 
as far as match wise, there's promise. But like Oscar said, they have to work on some things. I think um, whoever they need to get some better production and camera guys because some of their cuts to the camera don't fit the action, and then some of the shots kind of make the action look clunky when it should be smoother. And then one of the things that really bothered me, which has been happening in all three events, is that their sound is like separate from the audio of the screen, or I mean from the like main studio sound. So like I don't know if you notice like when somebody comes out the noise like the music doesn't sound as loud as it should, and it's just kind of weird to me. Like little rink like little rinky dink stuff like that. Unless they're trying to do it on purpose to give it like a professional indie feel, but I still feel like if they want to be on TNT every week and they want to fucking compete against WWE, they have to like you know make that shit go away. I'm I'm sure the production will get better once they're on TNT. They'll have like a full studio. They'll have people that are more well-equipped to produce a television show, stuff like that. But I agree with you completely. Like, match and wrestling, like, match quality is is there. That's not the issue. The issue, I think, is going to be, like, storylines. Can they write good stories? They did a great job with uh, three-star Cody Rhodes. He He had a, what, a four and a half? 4.75 4.75 star match with his but that, brother. That, but, that, but Dustin can get like a four star match out of us. Like, yeah, but who, who, has ever, who has ever gotten higher than the three star match out of Cody Rhodes? But I think people forget that how good Goldust is, bro. Yeah. No, that's that's what I'm saying, though. But that that match, the story was brother versus brother, whatever. But throughout the match, like the story just got better and better. I, I like I get what you're saying, but I think everybody just wants to see Cody succeed. Like for example, all in, all in like his match with Nick Aldis, like everybody was like, "Oh, that's that was such a good match." And then I was in my career, I'm like, "This is trash." Like this is like typical Cody Rhodes. It, that was regular. a three star match. This is a three star match. But you're telling me that in a match against his brother with some emotional weight in regards to the to the promotion that they created they couldn't put on a five star match if they couldn't put a five star match then they shouldn't then then AEW doesn't deserve to exist in this age of wrestling um but you know i think the one thing AEW does have in its favor is that they have a smaller roster which is going to allow them to do to create storylines and kind of highlight everybody now hopefully i i hope they take the NXT route where I hope the show is two hours and then they take the NXT route where, like, you don't see everybody crammed in every week. If they do, like, certain amount of people every week and focus on those storylines and then they can fill in the rest of the week with, like, stuff on social media or, like, YouTube and things like that, it would be better. Because look at WWE right now. What's their best product? Well, we all love the 24-7. Well, yeah, I was about to say (laughs) 24-7. And that's all on social media. Yeah. Remember, I, I said it should have been the social media title, and that's basically what it's become. I said in the chat, because we haven't recorded since the 24-7 title came out, but I remember in the chat, I was like, they should name it the social media title and just make social media clips of the title being lost or defended and stuff like that. But um, 100% agreed, and that's yeah. what they've kind of been doing that. Mm-hmm. But just to stick to AEW for now, like if you guys had to pick three guys that you guys are going to think are going to succeed at AEW, who would it be? I think we all agree on the the god Darby Allen is Darby going Allen. to be a household name. I don't care what some other 40-year-old yep. marks. I'm in. I'm in. Darby Allen, because I'm in. 
they're not all about his dark emo character. 100% into this dark emo character. John Moxley is just going to take his ball and score a <laughs> touchdown. He's not going to take his ball and go home. That was a corporate show remark. I mean, I'm cool with it because, you know, you got to defend the company you're with, but that was still kind of a low blow to his friend. And th- f- third, I'm going to go with the tag team private party. Shout out to the New York City boys. I like private party, but I also like best friends a lot. Best friends of fire. But for me, if I had to pick, like, are we just basing this off of, like, guys that are going to succeed or guys that we just like the most? I'll say like I did both. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of both. Just well for me because I feel like AEW is in that is in that that world where like you can be f- famous in AEW and do well, but you can also do well in other promotions. But for me, I would have to say obviously Darby. That's my guy. I think now with AEW, a lot of people are going to fall in love with the Lucha Bros, even mm-hmm. though. Obviously, everybody likes the Lucha Bros and knows about the Lucha Bros. I think the super casual fan is probably going to one day just put on TNT and see a match and be like, holy shit, this is fucking amazing. Um, and this is just like continuing what with, with the talent that AEW has. You know, I also like Luchasaurus. That dude is fucking dope. And I think what's going to happen in AEW is they're going to have the same thing like WCW where their best division is more than likely not going to be the championship division. It's going to be another title that they make, probably like the TV title or um, some weight, like a, the junior heavyweight AEW championship. And that's where we're going to see all these guys like Darby, the Lucha Bros, Luchasaurus, and Jungle Boy put on these amazing matches. But overall, my favorite right now, which I had to choose, is the guy who Oscar hates, Mr. MJF. Mm, there you go. I'm that's, starting to like him more now. Pick. You guys know why. <laughs> he traded in a fake Burberry scarf for a real one. Do you see how much heat and how much play he's getting for the shit that he's saying? And like, the, my thing is, he stole our gimmick. I'm really mad about this because <laughs> we've been shitting on Marks for how long, and he comes out and he just went in, in, in. He's also a New York boy, even though he's from Upstate Light. Upstate Light. <laughs> Long Island, if you don't know. Yeah, M- MJF is is dope. I remember we're, we saw him at an HOG show, right, Os? Yeah. In uh, Queens. And, like, the, yo, this guy was in character for the whole show. Like, during autograph signings and shit, he was calling Marks fat. He was like, <laughs> you're too poor to afford my autograph. Like, he did not I, say I, that to me. Oscar's just in the corner, like, he's wearing a fake Burberry scarf. I was like, bro, it's okay. Like, he's living his gimmick. He was just an asshole the whole time. And Oscar was like, I don't like this guy. And to me, I was just like, this guy, this guy's good. And then when AEW picked him up, I was like, all right, let's see what he does. At a double or nothing, when he told Bret Hart to watch out, there's a fan coming at him. <laughs> I fucking died, bro. I died. This guy's like a genius on the mic. The wrestling, from what I remember, HOG, he was all right. He wasn't bad. No, he, he can handle himself. But he ring. can talk. And that's like, in wrestling, if you can talk, yep. you can be trash. You can be semi-trash in the ring and still be over. Yep. He's going to be the he's gonna be the next Miz. That's, like, yeah. that's what I think in my head, too, yeah. He has like Miz like that. potential. That's, a, that's actually a really good comparison. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I, like I said, I, I just wasn't with the fake shit. Now, now, now he stepped his game up because he stepped his funds up, so. 
I can rock with him. <laughs> so it's MJF, Darby Allen, like we all said. And then third, I think I'm going to just have to go with Lucha Bros and uh, hey. Penta. Penta, if, if I had to pick one, I would go with Penta. Just because like, his crowd control is crazy. He can control the crowd like with that Cero Miedo thing. Yeah. When you know he, what? I- when he chops people, he, he the crowd just shuts up. Like they already know. Like he's gonna, he's good. He's he's gonna be something in AEW. The other, the other thing I've noticed about him too is that, you know, watching him over the years, he's his his styles kind of develop. Like he, obviously he's a luchador, but if you kind of notice, he's added like these certain styles. Like I don't know, like recently I've been seeing him do like joint manipulation in his matches. Yeah, that was so, like a Lucha Underground thing that he used to do. Yeah, so he's like adding like that UK strong style, mm-hmm. and then and then just like like the, it's like you said, his crowd control is nuts. And then like the match with that he, that they did with the Young Bucks, it's just like the dude's engine is just nonstop. He can just fucking go, and I think people just enjoy a guy who can kind of do everything. And I think he's one of the more complete wrestlers on the roster. So he, I think. The Pentagon pick is pretty good. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing people rocking Pentagon tees out in the streets. They got. They got. They got some on pro wrestling teams. The there's one that's like the fingers set on yellow spider. Yeah, I was thinking getting it. But yeah, I think I think Penta will even like eventually be in contention for like their top title. Because remember, we saw him take on it. Omega, and they put on a fire match. On. No, it wasn't Omega. It was oh, he versus Darby Allen. It was Phoenix that took on Omega. But either way, you know Penta can be a heavyweight champion. He got the size for it, and definitely the talent. You know, guys, let's move on to. We said we were gonna do bad, good, bad, good format this episode, so we're gonna move on to the one thing that WWE has done right in the last two months, and that is the twenty four seven title. The presentation of the title was complete garbage. garbage. Mick Foley had like a stroke in the ring while he was presenting this shit because it was garbage. His CTE was showing. It was bad. But once he dropped the title in the middle of the ring and it just was like an all-out brawl, this is the greatest thing they've been doing for the last two months. Drake Maverick has had me dying on social media these last this whole last whole week. Did you guys watch his Twitter videos? Like, So he's on his honeymoon with his wife. He'll take pictures, but he raises the title and covers her face in every fucking picture. It's fucking hilarious. My fa- That's what you gotta do. My favorite uh, tweet before he rewon the title was when he said, um, it's, been, it's been nine days since I got married, but it's been 11 days since I lost the 24-7 title. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh man! I love that they're giving Drake uh, Maverick time to shine. When he's given a mic, the guy's money. When he's given his partner back, they're both money. But that's another point for another day because <laughs> EC3 is in purgatory right now, and he's never coming out until he gets released. He was in. He was in one of Drake Maverick's videos. <laughs> <laughs> they were celebrating July Fourth together. Yeah, he's like the old... It looks like he's just... His gimmick is just being a bro, EC3, right now. Yeah, but isn't Greg Maverick not American? No, he's not. He's British, not, right? right? Yeah, he's I'm British. pretty sure he's British. That, that's what made it more hilarious. Like, Channing USA, Matt Hart and shit. 
I'm like, not even American. What? I mean, he know he knows who the winning team is, baby. <laughs> Are we really the winning team? Hey, man, we 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 took those airports from the British back in the day. Oh, okay. <laughs> shout out! Shout out to everybody in America who was out here barbecuing and drinking while we have kids locked up in cages in Texas. Um, I'm a hypocrite too, so it's okay. <laughs> Those hot dogs and those burgers tasted extra American, baby. But but just remember, in 1776, like Oscar said, the British took the airports. <laughs> <laughs> JFK LaGuardia, we had that on Smashington. Yeah, man. All right, but the uh, real the real MVP of the 24/7 title has been our truth, Mr. Truth. We've sung our truth's praises on this podcast before. <laughs> But this is just like, I don't know. How, he's like 47 years old, I think. Well, he did say in the on the pod, on the ENC pod, that they can give him shit and he'll turn it into chicken yeah. salad every mm-hmm. single time. And he's right. He's 100% right. You want to you wanna know what keeps him young? What? The blood of little Jimmy. He <laughs> <laughs> talked about to little be- Jimmy, too, on the pod. To be honest, though, it is impressive that Truth looks like that, dude. Oh, yeah. For his age. Like, you look at his 47, and then you look at The Undertaker. How old is The Undertaker? Let's see. Compared to Truth? Probably like 50. Undertaker is, is 54, and, and Mr. R-Truth is... R-Truth is 47, so they have seven years difference. So, I don't know. Undertaker, Undertaker looks a whole Undertaker 20 years never, older. never looked like anything close to what R-Truth looked like. Yeah, R-Truth is chiseled. <laughs> he's jacked. R-Truth looks like Wesley Snipes in Demolition, man. Like, he looks <laughs> fucking good. Yeah. But, like, it, you know, he is a locker room leader. Vince loves him. So, you know, he's the 11-time European 24-7 champ. Every time he calls it a different title, it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Like I'm the eleven seven eleven European TV title champion. I'm like what? <laughs> when he, he he beat Drake Maverick at his own wedding, that was funny. I don't know this this title is like the one good thing WWE has done, and they, I, you get to see random people on TV every week now. It's it's just a good look. It's very fun. And it's just entertaining. And at the end of the day, all we want as wrestling fans is to be inter-fucking-tamed. Mm-hmm. And it's just really annoying as a wrestling fan when you are inter- when you want to be entertained. And then wrestlers on certain promotions, all they care about is like being on Twitter or being in- on Sports Illustrated interviews and like throwing shade at people. <laughs> and... You know, I'm not. I don't even want to delve into that topic, but I just really want to say, I like, do. I think, I think for for Seth to say what he said, talking about that Dean took his ball and went home, even though he worked till the end of his contract, and then for him to like come at like Osprey, who is a hundred times better than him, and then for him to disrespect NJPW as a promotion, which is way better than WWE is wrestling wise, and then for him to talk all that shit and say he's the best in the world, and it's like, how are you the best in the world when you're not even the best champion on your roster? Like, the best champion on your roster is fucking a 47-year-old man who goes on Twitter and spouts nonsense. And his valet is is a girl who just dances. Like, isn't his girlfriend Becky Lynch and he can't even make that shit work? <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, this whole Twitter thing is, is weird. He, he came off as a corporate show. 
That's what he came off as. He was right. He called Osprey a broke boy on Twitter, and he was right. But everybody knows that. Well, Osprey's way better than fucking Seth Rollins. I'm I'm not too familiar with Osprey, so I can't comment. Is he the one that did like the the, the backflip, the dance, uh, the dance match with Ricochet? When no, they were, like, doing ballet. The flippy no. floppy. Then who was that? Osprey is the one that did the match with Ibushi, where he does the backflip and lands on his feet, and they got that sick camera cut. Oh, okay, but isn't but is Osprey the one that did that with Ricochet too? Osprey, that was we had like a ballet dance match. That was when Osprey weighed like one seventy, one sixty five. That like Osprey, like to look at him the way he's developed, like he used to, he was like like super like a young lion. He weighed like one hundred seventy pounds, and then now he's like two hundred fifteen pounds is jacked. Oh, okay. And, so like, but his talent level compared to Seth, like Seth can't do half the shit that he does. Like, like fucking fuck you, Seth. Like that shit got me real tight. Like, well, he he might be able to, maybe just WWE doesn't let him do it because WWE has a bro, style, not, a safe style. You're not the best wrestler on your fucking roster, bro. Styles is better. Styles is better. Ricochet is better than him, bro. I would say him and Kofi about the same. Yeah. Kofi like and they Seth. are, they're a yes. Kofi can, Kofi's an A wrestler. Kofi can, yeah. Kofi's an A wrestler. Okay. And I would say those guys, the other guys that 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 we just mentioned with that um Kels mentioned are A plus wrestlers. Daniel Bryan's better than him. Yeah, Daniel. I would say the three A plus, like you just said, Daniel Bryan, of um AJ Styles, AJ Styles, Ricochet, probably the the three A plus, and then a slightly below are like Kofi and Seth. Damn. Because. Because really, like, that's the like, is it WWE booking or is it just Seth? Because people could say, oh, like, like you said, Varo, they they brought out the twenty four seven title. We all shat on it. We were all like, this is garbage. This belt is ugly. Nobody gives a fuck. They're gonna fuck it up. It's gonna be garbage. Then they give it to our truth, and he turns it into the greatest thing ever. <laughs> then we were all complaining about Brock, um, copping the title and holding it forever. We finally give it to Seth, and what does he do with the title? He's in a fucking feud with Baron Corbin, and he can't even get that over. Then they team him up with his girlfriend, who's supposed to be the hottest thing in wrestling, and her flame fizzled out. And it's just like, you know, at a certain point, yeah, WWE gives you shit or whatever, but as a as a talent, as an entertainer, what are you going to do to make it work? Rather than just try to be all cool online and just be like, oh, fuck everybody, I'm better than everybody. You know? Yeah, yeah I, he's, I just, I just he's taking a corporate show to heart. Yeah, but I feel style comes into it. Seth Rollins' matches are like, they feel choreographed. Like, you know what's coming every, at the 5th minute, at the 10th minute, at the 12th minute. That's you know the point, that's why. Do, you know he's going to do two, sui- two suicide dives in a row. You know he's going to do the falcon arrow, the the suplex off the, and then throw a falcon arrow. That never gets a pin. The frog splash, and then the curb slap. But, but that's, that's the, the thing style. about yeah, but most, that's the thing about most, the other guys, though. Some, the some guys break. Yeah, that's true. Danny Bryan can mix it up. Styles can mix it up. Ricochet, I don't know if he's mixed it up yet, but he's still so fresh that we're not. he's not stale yet. And yeah. the only reason I'm not saying Kofi don't mix it up is because we've seen him for 11 years do crazy shit. So every oh, time nah, we Kofi, see him do Kofi something crazy, it's like... It Kofi can mix I, it up. Yeah, yeah, but it's like most of the shit you've seen Kofi do, even though it's ridiculous, it's like, I right, we've seen Kofi do this before. Yeah. But yeah, I guess yeah, you guys might be right. Seth Rollins not even top five in WWE. He's not. He's fucking not. 
I didn't, no. th- I didn't think about it that way. Like when Brock Lesnar cares, he's a he's a also when he cares. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he he's cares. motivated. Yeah, we've seen it. He gave he put on great matches. Styles, Daniel Bryan, fucking Cena. Even he did okay. Cena's a B plus player. If we're talking about just wrestling, oh, of course. But like we said, if you're great on the mic, you can be over as fuck. And you Listen, don't have to the, be that great in the ring. The Miz has the Miz has been a B plus wrestler for years, but his his work his mic mic work is A plus 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 plus. No, I would say he's a fucking B. <laughs> he's a what? I think Miz is a B, but when it comes to talking, yeah, A plus nah, plus, plus. B B plus ring wise B plus. I say I give him I give him B plus. The only problem with Miz is that he just doesn't like catching people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you if you think about when Miz started to now, like definitely B plus. Yeah, he's good. He can even he can like mix it up sometimes. He has like a safe safe style, but he his matches are entertaining. They're not bad. Oh, he's the safest of all time. Oh yeah, but he's the man. He has a great t- a great reality TV show, Miz and Misses. He's in movies. He's like five-time uh, Marine star. He's great. Oh, that's another thing. Seth isn't safe. Oh yeah, remember he killed he killed two he killed uh Sting. He put Sting out of his misery. Somebody had yeah. to do it. Just remember, guys, Sting didn't retire. <laughs> he died in the back of WWE after he got a firebomb and turnbuckle. Right there on the spot. He did he's that to guy. Sting and he did it to Finn Balor. Yeah, he's fucking like I don't want to wrestle with that guy. You guys put Finn, Finn Balor over Seth? Yes, hundred yeah, percent. I, I do too. Yep. Andrade, Cien. Yep. <laughs> no. No. I don't think we've seen it in WWE yet, or at least Ooh. not main roster. NXT Andrade way over Seth. Um. But, Main Andrade roster, main roster Andrade not yet they just haven't given him the time bro Andrade just with fucking Gargano is enough for me I don't need anything no, else that's what I'm saying NXT, if you compare if you take NXT Andrade 100% over Seth Rollins but if you take main roster Andrade and what he's done not yet but Andrade is definitely better than Seth I think yeah. I can't wait to get Seth, to Seth call us broke boys on the internet. <laughs> like Zelina told us to stop talking about Alistair Black. Listen, if <laughs> if Seth calls me a broke boy, I'm going to be like, oh, so you, that's what you do? You insult veterans? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, you're going to meet to him? Damn. Nah, you be like, you, I, I just be like, wait, you're gonna insult me, a veteran? Oh, wait, you know what? I should expect that from you. You dated a Nazi before, <laughs> bro. <laughs> Remember, he dated that girl that was a Nazi. And yeah, that's yeah. how, and that's how we get our backstage roles in the new WWE. You guys forgot, right? He dated that girl with the Nazi tattoos and shit. This dude is a fucking weirdo. <laughs> All right, looks. Uh... We're going to wrap this up by uh, reacting to the biggest WWE news in a while. And the news that has given us some hope in WWE. Eric Bischoff and Paul Heyman have been put in charge of uh, Raw and SmackDown. Paul Heyman is in charge of Raw. And Eric Bischoff will be in charge of SmackDown post uh, Extreme Rules. 
we got a glimpse of uh, Paul Heyman Raw this past Monday. And uh, I don't think Bishop is in the pos- he's not in the position yet, so we can't judge SmackDown yet. But what do you guys expect from Heyman and Bischoff? Um, it was Raw was very was very very Heymany, mm-hmm. very very Heymany. We got a, We got an uncensored oh shit, which was good. A holy shit, yep. A, a holy shit after um Str- Braun Strowman went through the uh, the lights or whatever. Um, yeah. we got a confirmation of something I've been saying since we started this podcast that uh, Gallows or Anderson is a cuck because <laughs> <laughs> he I had a cold cows the second that happened because he wagered his hot Asian wife if AJ Styles couldn't beat Ricochet. Yeah, um, cuck confirmed. We got a return of the club, possibly. They're back. Right? Yeah, they're, they're back. They're but officially back. It's not the club, though, unless Balor gets involved. Yeah, Balor, they, they can still do it. Yeah, Balor's got to get involved. And um, what else with happened? The, with the wild card rule. So it's in, in oh, effect. We got the Undertaker return with uh, Shane. and That that was already in, in progress. Yeah, that was, that was already in progress. Like Heyman can't save that. Like, like I was telling you guys offline. Like, I haven't. This is the closest I've come to watching a complete raw in what two, three months. And once the Undertaker came out, I, I, I almost fell asleep, and then I just started watching something else because I couldn't do it. I'm gonna go back and finish it, but I'm just gonna skip the Undertaker part because I can't do it. I don't need him. He's done. But it, it did feel a little more edgy. Oh, it did feel like they were trying things, but at the end of the day, you know, I personally don't think that Bischoff or Heyman can save anything. And the reason for me is like, okay, yes, Bischoff and Heyman are in charge, but I still got um, Shane for 40 minutes on my TV, 20 minutes on each show, which yeah. I don't want. Yeah. But maybe they'll work him off. Work him out of the... I, I, I think, yeah, I think with of both show. of them. Especially Heyman. Because I think Heyman, remember, he walked out of ECW because they didn't give CM Punk the title like, like he wanted. Heyman's, Heyman isn't as much of a yes man. Bischoff will be a yes man, but Heyman won't. So I feel like Heyman, I love Heyman, but that's what scares me that I feel his run won't even be that long because he's not a yes man. He's not going to give in... To all of Vince McMahon's stupid fucking ideas. But isn't Bischoff, yeah, he got brought in to run stuff, but then he also got brought in to essentially like deal with the TV execs, right? Yeah. Yeah. His experience as, because he used to run WCW, he can he knows how to deal with execs and all that shit. Especially since it's a big freaking broadcaster like Fox. They need somebody, because Vince is going to be off with the XFL, hopefully. Not paying Hopefully, attention yes. and letting them do whatever they want. Not whatever they want, because ultimately it's him, but, you know, maybe he takes more hands-off approach. I'm all with letting Heyman do whatever he wants, because, you know, his his checks won't bounce now, so he's cool. <laughs> um, I love Bischoff, but I'm not all about letting Bischoff do what he wants, because that's what he did in WCW, and I don't want to see the 800th reincarnation of the NWO. <laughs> hey, they're going to bring Hogan I- back. <laughs> wouldn't you, wouldn't you welcome factions, though, into WWE? 
Yeah. I, I welcome factions like the club. Uh, but I, I I want I want like four or five factions tops. Maybe we'll get finally get a LWO two point Yeah, I was about to say, give me club, there's give enough, me LWO, there's enough, give me uh, new Latin day. X's on there. Give me on new the day. roster. Cause it just kind of bothers me, like WWE. Latinos, fucking Latinos. There's like Latin two X's. things WWE. <laughs> Latin what? Latin X's. What is that? It's uh, <laughs> a gender-neutral way a gender, of saying a, uh, we acknowledge all genders. All Latin. Is that a club? Is, is that a club? Genders. I don't know. Is that, oh shit! <laughs> is that wait? Is that a is that a club in the Bronx? Latin X? What's that? that? They got, they got, <laughs> it's allowed. They got hookah. They got hookah. It's it's uh, fifteen. They, they it's thirty dollars yeah. though, and then fifteen for the refill. How much Outrageous is the refill? Fifteen. <laughs> I still pull up. <laughs> well, but yeah, there's, there's up, enough. Though. There's enough Latin talent on the on the roster to pull put something together. Yeah, I just feel like I hope. Hopefully, with Heyman, we see some. I know with Heyman, we're definitely gonna get factions because Heyman loves factions. But I think the one thing WWE does need that they don't do enough is we need tournaments. Like we need more yeah. tournaments because like. Right now, if I ask you, right, let, let me just give you a title. Um, the U.S. title. Who's the number one contender? Who has Ex- the U.S. title? Ex- exactly. Exactly my point. Is that the one Ricochet has? Yeah. He, ju- he just uh, won it. Okay, so AJ. But yeah, you're right. It's just whoever they feel like throwing into the spot. There's not... No one er- actually earns it. Like, like for example, look at look at um the fact like now they're putting they put some, but putting Samoa Joe and Kofi in a match for the title just because Samoa Joe choked out Kofi, like that's not a reason to have a match against somebody. Like coming, rest- coming off a loss of his United States title, coming off a loss like we already know Samoa Joe's not gonna win unless Heyman's like let's just shock everybody. But you know. In wrestling, you have to have a reason to wrestle a guy. Like, you either wrestle a guy for pride, like, I'm better than you, or you wrestle a guy because he, like, took your girl, or, like, beat up your friend. You know, you gotta have some valid reasons, but just because Samoa Joe Cochina clutched me, he Cochina clutches everybody. <laughs> you know, he's he's like that autistic kid who gets mad really fast. He just fucking oh my God. yokes. <laughs> I, I can make those jokes. I have autistic kids. But what I'm saying is, like, I hope they take away some of that like nonsensical storyline that doesn't make any sense. Like, why is Baron Corbin in the main event for the title? Still, why? Why? Somebody explain to me. Because Vince McMahon thinks he's good looking. That, that, actually, yeah, that's it. <laughs> that was actually that's actually what was going around in the dirt sheets. What? What? Yeah, he thinks Baron Corbin's good looking, and that's why he's putting him in the main event. He, he said bad. Aaron Corbin is good looking. That's what was floating on the sheets, yeah. And there were girls on these posts saying that he was when he actually had hair. That's what girls were saying on the next on on these comments because I was bored and I read like all fucking thirty comments because that's what I do. <laughs> Listen, I'm convinced that Vince Vince has a type because if you look at um, Baron Corbin now that he's bald, he just looks like a skinnier version of Lars Sullivan. They look alike. Trust me on it. Yeah, but Vince, but Vince thinks he's good looking. That's why he put him in the main event. That, yeah, that's <laughs> what was going around in the sheets. So, if Baron Corbin is good looking, then what is Andrade? Es un es un cielo. A, a beaner. Un milagro. A un beaner. Angel. Un, es un ángel. 
Nah, no lie, he's a good-looking dude, but not to Vince McMahon. Oh, they're, they're actually going to have a match on, on Raw this week. Ooh. Seth and Becky versus Zelina and uh, Andrade. BX stand up. <laughs> Isn't she from Queens? It don't matter. Everybody <laughs> from the Bronx. Everybody from the Bronx. Um, Faro and I are not from the Bronx. You are from the Bronx because you own a house in the Bronx. So you're from the Bronx. Mm, Thank you very true. much. I don't yeah. own it until I actually pay it off. <laughs> all, all, all you people that I know that shit talk the Bronx all live in the Bronx. It's really weird. Everybody that I know that shit talk the Bronx, they're from another borough. Where they, where they go, buy property in the Bronx. It's a nice place. It's cheap. <laughs> It's nice. Say that I'll much. never be able to buy property in Harlem. Exactly, because you're not because you're not white enough. You Latinx. <laughs> Catching on. What? All right. What? What is that? I'm gonna Google this. <laughs> All right. Well, I think I think Raw and SmackDown are gonna get better because it has to get better because AEW is coming. They're gonna be wait, on wait, TV. Wait, 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 wait. It's a gender-neutral term sometimes so used in lieu of Latino. What's the problem with using Latino or Latina? It's proper. Because some people don't like to be Some people identi- identify as unicorns. Other so what gender, about the baby? Latin unicorns, Kels? Come on. You don't got to be male or female in this world. You can be whatever you want to be. Some people identify as, as a stick. What about the Latin and, sticks? Come on. And, and, and I identify as rich. <laughs> like... Yo, bro, listen. You know what? I'm going to just stop talking because I know people going to try to come at me <laughs> and try to call for my job if I say some crazy shit. But, like, come on, y'all. Y'all got to do better. <laughs> now, y'all just, now y'all just making up shit like, um, what's that's, this guy named? Vince Russo. That's what Gabriel Iglesias said on his new show, Mystery Iglesias, on Netflix. Nah, bro, they out here Vince Russo and shit. <laughs> hey, I got an idea. A new word. <laughs> Let's put a Latino on the pole match. <laughs> <laughs> and then you win, and then it's just the word just comes out as Latinx. <laughs> oh, hopefully, they can execute the match better than uh, Bailey's stick on a pole match. Oh, that match is trash. Oh, no, forget that that happened. Shit, but, I, forgot, um, I forgot Bailey's the women's SmackDown champion. I'm telling you, WWE right now. How you gonna forget them yeeks? She got the yeeks, though. Does she? Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Let me do. Let me do a quick research. Bruh. It's like the one redeeming quality she has. Wait, is it Batista always commenting her on her Instagram? I think he did before. Yeah. What do you say? Something about the yeeks. Like he approved. Yeah, but Bailey got like an eight head, bro. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's her one redeeming quality. She's okay. <laughs> she's okay in the ring, but. Nah, she's them, more than okay in the ring, bro. Can she needs to change her finisher? Belly to Bailey is possibly the worst finisher I've ever seen in my life. But yeah, she's trash. It's pretty bad. But yeah, I uh, I expect Raw and SmackDown to get better. AEW is going to be on TNT soon, so you know they're going to save something for Fo- when they jump over to Fox. SmackDown has to be fucking fire when it gets on Fox for the first two three months because they need their investors are going to fucking piss all over the stock price if it's not. They need to bring up ratings. They, I think Fox wants over, what, 2 million people watching a night? Yeah. Something like that? Good luck with that. And remember, I mean, there's a... Ratings are going to jump up automatically because it's on broadcast. It's a regular TV. 
Yeah. It's national broadcasted TV. It's got to jump up automatically. So I, I, if they get it together by that time, I think they should hit the 2 million, two million uh, viewers. Well, there's also the, the rumor that they want Trump to pull up. Oh, yeah. Fuck, I forgot about that. That's so... That's stupid. They did such a good job, like, keeping politics away from wrestling since Trump went into office, and now they're just going to undo all that with one shot. I hate that, because it's going to, like, reinforce the, the fact that fucking only rednecks watch wrestling. It, it is it is redneck anime. <laughs> redneck soap operas, all right? It's redneck yeah, I've, soap opera. Yeah, I've gotten, I've gotten that from a lot of people. But... Like, you know, that's for rednecks, right? And I'm just like... I'm like, but it's big in Mexico, and they still just call it redneck stuff. Yeah, but this is just going to, like, bring that even more, like, up front. I, I hate that shit. I hope they don't do it. What? What's wrong I, with rednecks? I, I, I got no like, issue with rednecks. Don't like being associated with them. I mean, they're basically the same as us. They like to except, say the N-word a lot. Except they hate us. Oh, yeah, that's what makes <laughs> hilarious. No, nah, they they uh, you get to know rednecks. They're not bad. Shout, shout out, out, shout, shout out, out to the rednecks. Redneck. Well, you guys shout say out. you guys know a lot. Yeah, so. we got yeah, <laughs> You've had Bar- to deal with them. Barros just stayed in New York City his whole life, so he, he doesn't he doesn't have the open view that we do. Shout out to the redneck that called me the N word in uniform when I was in uniform. Bruh, she was made me feel good about myself. <laughs> And, and shout out to the nice redneck who came up to my table one time and said, I don't think you should be here, man. Just letting you know. It's a little problematic around here. I was like, all right, copy. Got you, bro. Appreciate the love. <laughs> Thanks for looking out. Shout, shout out to the rednecks that ran all the grills when I was up there. the real MVPs. <laughs> all right. I think on that note, <laughs> Los Marcos are back. Facts. We're start recording Wednesday night, so we'll probably put out episodes on Thursdays. Yes. For the foreseeable future. Yes. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back in a couple of days. Los Marcos, we are out. Peace. Peace.